Okay, we're, we're, we are recording. Hello, listeners. You're listening to The Shaw Wild Show, and my name is Shaw Wild, and I'm here with Blake X, and we're in my studio, and it's a songwriting day, and you get to listen to our conversation as we prepare to write a song. Voila. Um, okay, so I was talking about repetition and masculinity. Let me give you a quick answer. I think there are clothes that make me feel masculine or help me have masculine energy, but I've realized that I have some healing that I need to do maybe around embodying masculinity. Like I'm so comfortable in femininity that when instead of embracing it and being like, these are the clothes that make me feel masculine, yeah. I'm like, this, this is still feminine clothing. Mm. But it's just my strong clothing. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which for me would usually be black straps. Like, leather pants, black strappy top. Mm. And I'm like, this isn't masculine. This is just my, like, badass bitch side. Mm-hmm. But I think those are, that's at least how I'm seeing masculinities compared to the other end of the spectrum is a flowy dress. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, Oh, this is so like earthy mama. I'm not gonna hurt you. <laughs> like, <laughs> totally different people. Yeah. But I guess I also see so much of my judgment in that it doesn't feel totally healthy. Like I dress up in the black straps and I'm like, yeah, I'm like a bad bitch. Versus like this makes me feel strong and masculine in all the healthy ways. Mm. It's kind of Yeah, harsh. I was wondering I was wondering when you were saying that if the, the first thing that first question that came to me is what's your perception? Masculinity, being masculine. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think it goes the opposite for men, like being so comfortable in the perception of manhood and masculinity that it's like it feel weird to feel feminine. I remember I went to a booty yoga class with Sarah Sue in booty yoga. You ever heard like, of this? It's B. I think it's spelled B U T I, but yeah, it's basically like it's very. Um, you know, you're shaking your ass, you're moving your hips in a lot of circles and different things, and it's like with some yoga poses and stuff, but um, I think I was the only like male person that had ever gone there, they were saying, and so it was just you know, all women, but I remember um, it bringing up for me like insecurity and moving my body in that way. Yeah. I have um, a writer's group that I'm in, and right this week we're talking about masculine and feminine and healing and stuff, and defining what it means and I'm realizing that I have like a really clear understanding on feminine energy and not my masculine energy is like well it's structure and logic and organization and stiff like kind of more protective I feel like that's super stereotype shallow understanding of what it can be because it's kind of like that's foreign over there and it makes me try and be organized man Maybe it could be helpful somehow. Well, you know, I yeah, mean, like, like if, if you view it from, if you view, like, yin and yang, it's like, there's superficial and there's deep, if you want to consider it that way, understandings of that, but it's all the same thing, right? It's like, oh, hot and cold, or masculine and feminine, or, you know, um, there's just like, or like, gentle and harsh, or, you know. So interesting. What you just said, like, unlocked something, I was like... If I'm in a yoga environment talking about yin and yang and the feminine side of the body, the masculine side, I feel very understanding of, like, there's no judgment. But as soon as I leave the yoga world and I'm just, like, in society, I'm instantly, like, putting images of men that I know 
and mm-hmm. it's more of a like masculinity is this way versus it being just an energy yeah it's it's like I think of it more as, as an archetype but what you're speaking to is um, all of that stuff that you feel when you leave yoga and go out in the world it's not yours none yeah. of it's ours all of our perception of of manhood and womanhood and masculine femininity and all this stuff it's all construct both from this life as well as just generations and millennia of of different you know uh, of the energy of that basically down through time like the um, and I, I don't I mean not in all cultures is it the same at all but I mean in general like the patriarchy has been around for as long as the recorded history that I've looked at so you know how does that influence our the way we view masculine and feminine powerful and repressed you know Yeah, putting on clothes that are more like black, strappy, spiky. That's like, that's <laughs> badass, yeah. which means it's not feminine, mm. which means now you're going to be offending or scaring or threatening women who are sweet. Mm. And you'll be attracting men that want somebody that's like trouble. Mm. And you're going to take care of yourself and do what you want. Probably going to hurt a bunch of people in the process, but you're going to be like respected by other women who are also badass. And you'll scare away guys that are not confident enough to talk to you. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole persona that comes on when I put on black strap. Well, I mean, that's, you know, there's exception, but that's probably largely the reality. Yeah. <laughs> probably your experience, I would imagine. Of yeah. That. Um, so that feels like a masculine energy where I'd, like, then I compare it to what I've seen in men, where I'd, like, walk in the room and I'm, like, in that attitude, I'll maybe walk over somebody or kind of be more like invasive or like penetrating mm. with my energy yeah really fiery and energetic versus when I put on the skirt I'm just like oh you talk I'll listen let me hold space for you mm-hmm. I'm observing quiet I don't think I'm wearing a flowy dress I barge in uh, and my posture changes too you know I get a flowy dress and I'm just like so nice then a heels I'm like yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's just language, too. Like, we, we use the language of masculine and feminine, but it's just, like, still language trying to encapsulate something. And it's, like, it's an energy, right? It's, like, I, I'm, I'm in, at the point where I'm really trying to um, come to more of a place of union and um, mm-hmm. step outside of the, the dualistic mindset of masculine and feminine. I mean, I view it when, when I talk about it as more of speaking of an energy and certain, like, characteristics of, like, um, you know, like, we've talked about before, like, coming, coming into a conversation very, like, straightforward, penetrating, sort of blunt, right, um, versus, like, being soft and holding space, uh, space around the edges for that thing. Like, I think that there's an energy there of masculine and feminine, but... It just seems like so much more damage comes out of uh, out of people when they um, when the when the duality is uh, identified with so much. Mm. Across the board, to not just gender stuff or any. Yeah. Just like anytime yeah. you're like we're separate in some way. 
<clears throat> yeah. Um, to swing back to what we we're saying about music. Yeah. And repetition. I was talking about repetition. So you were talking about wild Appalachia. Rising. Rising, rising Appalachia. Everything in my life is wild. <laughs> um, how to have a song that goes on for six minutes and you're engaged. And so I was with my meditation teacher who decided to read a scripture from Buddhism. And it was a, like a poem that repeats itself a lot. And he said that when something about the human brain from oral storytelling, we love repetition, but reading, we hate it. Mm. So if we pick up a poem and you're like, oh, fuck. It's like the same sentence 20 times. You're like, yeah, I'm just going to skim. I'm going to skim over this. I'm not going <laughs> to sit there and be like, nah, 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 nah. like, I get it. But when you're hearing a story, it's like deeply soothing to hear it repeated like a, like a chorus. And um, he brought it into the meditation teaching as a way to explain, like, I'm trying to teach you something, so I'm going to repeat it 20 times. But because I'm saying it, it won't bother you, but you will remember it. And that's how oral storytelling and teaching goes, mm -hmm. repetition. Yeah. And then he talked about it in the song. And so ever since then, it's maybe been a week or two, I have intentionally had a shit ton of repetition in my songs. Mm. And I felt a part of me insecure. Like, everyone's going to be like, why didn't you write more lyrics? <laughs> like, it's the same lyric for three minutes. And then another part of me is like, people are going to love that. Because they're going to hear it, and then they're just going to chant it. And then it's going to, it's not a dumb lyric. It feels good. Yeah. Who said I had to write multiple verses? Yeah. And it feels like a real break from, like, pop culture and going more into medicine. Mm -hmm. But it felt cool because I was, like, still playing with electronic sounds I was still making music that felt, it didn't sound like a medicine song, mm -hmm. but it was bringing in some medicine and repetition. Yeah. Um, made me really mindful about the lyric too. Like what, sure. if, what are people gonna repeat and what's gonna feel healing? Um, so that's one thing I've been doing a lot in the last week. I've, I've noticed that, I mean, in the stuff you put out so far too, like I noticed repetition being in it. I don't know if that was intentional in the early stuff or not, but in the early stages, it might have been more like, "Fuck, I have to write a song in a day, and I only have these lyrics." <laughs> so <laughs> well, I just repeat this over and over. This yeah, ten-second thing, <laughs> and that's where the insecure part of me was like, "You're not doing enough creativity. You're not writing enough lyrics. You're just saying it's good mm -hmm. enough and repeating it, and that's kind of a cop out." But then another wise part of me, it feels wise, is like, "That's legitimate." And if you do it intentionally now, then you'll know why you're doing it. Also, if you only, if you really are struggling to write a whole song, then just let's just get really good at repetition and see how to pull that off in a way that's engaging because yeah. it could be boring. Like, if it's sure. not good. I, feel, uh, I think you're also touching on like uh, the idea of like, what does it mean to create, mm -hmm. right? Creating a 15 second loop you know, thing that loops over, and like that is creation, and like if it's <laughs> if it's badass, it's like if God created the sun moon cycle, <laughs> and it's like yeah, that's good. Do that every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like every year we go through all the seasons and like yeah. fucking things just on repeat. Yeah, and God's like it was good, badass. So I just said replay, yeah, <laughs> replay, <laughs> replay. It's on loop. <laughs> totally. Why are we 
we trying to be better than God? Yeah. And then it's cool, because then you think about, like, a song. You got seasons. You got the day. God made, like, a drum loop of a rhythm. And then on top of that are other instruments doing solos. Like Now, now you're making me want to write a song that is, like, say it was a minute long, has four chunks in it. Like seasons? It's the seasons. Totally. And then that's a minute, and then you can just repeat it, like, for a few years. How so many it's like years? Good at it. <laughs> Three and a half years. <laughs> but there would, there would need to be something that... So one minute is a year. So for every minute, like... There's a new year. Something, like a, something that's symbol? different that ma- makes it, like, mature. Mm. Or it's something that's like, oh, this is... This is this is better than the first year, and or you have a rough year. <laughs> Let's make it. Better. Oh man, you could take that so many ways too, because like the seasons could be slightly different each year. Yeah, like global warming affects them. <laughs> um, that's cool. Yeah, and then I was thinking of solo instruments or little like twinkle sounds that are when events happen. Like when you look back at the events of the year, you're like, oh, there was a terrorist attack. There was mm. a wedding. Like, these things happen that aren't seasonal. Um, so they're, they're all the kind of little embellishes on God's song. Um, <laughs> which then, the song I made yesterday, uh, Becca heard it, she's like, that sounds so ominous. But, like, that's a legit energy. It's like, bad shit happens. Mm-hmm. Scary shit is there. When it's in music, it's the... Um, like feel a darker ominous feeling but it's not attached to something that happened normally it's like stories like movies or life you're like shit someone I love died and now I feel shitty but Mm -hmm. with sounds it can be like wow that's a shitty sound that makes me feel something but it's not linked to something specific yeah or it might bring up some specific event yeah it feels like a really gentle way to help bring up emotion and process it without having to have an intense like direct traumatic yeah triggering it I wonder you know yeah I wonder like if um so if you write a song and it it, you know it's very emotional in some sense like maybe like an uncomfortable emotion like sadness or something um and like it evokes that very strongly, you know, but for each individual person, they're going to, like, have their own particular, like, way they feel that or memories, things that come up. Like, I wonder if, if the person's um, response is to avoid the emotion, do they in turn avoid the song? Or do they, is there something about the music that, like, because it's, because it is such a good song, say, that they stay with it, that they keep listening to it, and does that help them to be eventually be in touch with the emotion yeah and not run from it I've had a woman talk to me about that Mm. she I would give her a stereotype of being like a basic bitch mom from suburbia Mm. so when she started talking to me I had like a little judgment and was like what are you gonna tell me about my songs Mm. but her message was stuck with me because she said I want to sing happy songs and um Essentially, she's like, I don't want you to make me feel sad, but I do feel sad, and I'm willing to sing sad lyrics to a happy beat, because the happy beat makes it okay for me to feel, but then I can actually like hear what you're saying and hold space for it. But if the music sounds sad, 
then it's just too much for me to even go there. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah. And other women in the room came and told me, like, sorry, she, like, said that about your music, and she was, like, telling you what you should do. And I was like, I don't think the other women realize how powerful that was. Yeah. Like, on the surface, it looks like a woman just saying, I only want to be happy. But what she's saying is it needs to be in a, delivered in a way she can digest. Mm-hmm. And in her, like, hella comfortable lifestyle, she doesn't have to feel pain. So, but there's pain. So it's like, I've always just thought about her now, like all the time when I want to talk about something sad, I'm like, how do I, the sadder my story, there's happier the beat. Interesting. Usually. Because then I almost feel this like, I'm not trying to hide my pain, but I'm also not wallowing in it then. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, look, there's still a happy beat here, even when I'm like facing that. They kind of, then there's like, the other, then there's, there's the other side of it though too, where it's so maybe it just comes down to like personality or you know into where each person's at within their sort of personal growth process um, but like the other side of it is like having a song that's intensely sad and the music sounds super sad and say you're like grieving listening to that has a cathartic way of just like helping you emote and get it and feel and get it out totally right? totally but maybe it's individual, like, maybe if you're not able to quite go to that place, it's helpful to have the, the happier sounding yeah. uh, music. It's kind of knowing where you're at, where your audience is at, what the purpose of it is. It's like medicine, the right medicine for the right moment. You can also flip it and have really, really fucking sad music and happy lyrics. That's, yeah, I, I don't know if I've really thought of that before as much. Because I don't think I've, I can't think... I've, I've heard plenty of songs that are like, oh, like it ha- sounds happy, and it's like, oh, those are not really happy lyrics, but I don't know if I've heard the other way. Mm-hmm. Fun challenge. And uh, yesterday, the song that I released in my project was sad-sounding, sad lyrics. Like, mm. the whole thing was sad, and it was, it's been the hardest one for me to share mm. because I'm used to packaging it up more to be like, these are my sad feelings, but, like, look, I found the bright side. Or, like, look, I'm still, like, um, seeing how there's a balance. And the day I made that song, I just, it was just darkness. And I was like, I have to make a song today. And no part of me wanted to make music. Apart from that one part that was like, we're committed to this project. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just barfed the song out. It was like, here's some fucking terrible lyrics and some terrible music. And at least it's on the rhythm of the metronome. And it's probably awesome. I don't like it. I mean, I hear it, and I'm, I'm like, God, this is hard for me to hear. Did you do the Taylor Swift? You could just do the Taylor Swift thing and come up with, like, a bunch of cliches. That's, like, more creative. This was me crying and deeply, authentically, like, this is how I feel right now, and just crying it into the microphone. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm really interested to hear it, because I think that I just ha- I have a feeling that whether, like, musically it's that great or not, it's like... <laughs> I'll show you. It's, it's kind of like we were talking about, you know, having lyrics of like, I was driving down the country road, drinking my beer and my girl by my side. And it's just like really basic sort of thing that somebody can relate to. Somebody can also relate to, I uh, am so sad. All I can do is sit in the bathtub and, you know, like whatever, like if it's like, doesn't have to be profound, right? 
That's the song. It's called Day 8, Cursed to be Alone. Am I listening to it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it, it's not, that's somebody else's song. It's, it's, it's like, this is a sound test. <laughs> I like it. That's like that's seriously that's a that is some that's a uh, maybe I'm just insecure then about my dark feelings. But it sounds playful still. Um Okay, well let me I feel still probably really like energetically attached to the day that I made it where mm-hmm. I was just darkness and crying and I sat at my computer and it felt like ripping a sound out and I was just like yeah. so now when I hear it it brings me back there and I'm just like that was such a horrible experience yeah. so I'm glad that maybe that doesn't come through but I it's fresh for me still but no that doesn't come through but you know it reminds <laughs> me of like I've heard like there's like tons of stories out there, right, of somebody like writing a song that becomes a hit, and then they're like doomed to like play that song every right? time. Right, like Jesus. It's like, you know, like I, I'm think, I'm thinking one of those was the song, um, the the song "Bye Bye Miss American Pie," you know, which is those. super long, but I'm pretty sure. That was one of those where he was like, he really didn't like that song and it just became huge and like, mm. all, and it's like, what, eight minute songs? <laughs> it's like, has to play the eight minute song that he doesn't like. Don't put out songs you don't like unless you're doing a project like this. Exactly. I used to think that too. I was like, I want to make sure every song I have out there is something I'd be happy to sing every time I perform. And... Yeah, this project has some boundaries where maybe I'm like, I get final say. I don't care how popular it is. <laughs> I don't want to sing it. Um, I'm really interested in that idea we had about the seasons. Yeah. Um, how would we, if you want to play with that idea, if we can discuss how to mm-hmm. represent each season. Yeah. I'm going to take notes here. Well, if, and the other thing about that idea you know, we, we got, we ended up going into that idea because we were talking about repetition. I was like, I said something like, what is creativity? And like, make a 15 second thing and re- loop it over and over. And like, as if it's awesome like that. And but something about that idea is like, oh, 15 seconds, I can do that. Like I can make 15 seconds as a season. Is that, am I doing the math right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't know. So that's also interesting. Like it makes it into like these little bite-sized chunks that it's like, seems super manageable and then if you have like well where do we start where do we start in the year how about in january january so it's just a, a year of the way most people think about it what other ideas would you have for that i mean spring was the other idea i had 
starting in spring, just because spring is like when everything mm, versus started, starting starting, in starting the dark, yeah, starting starting the song and like everything's flourishing and growing. Oh yeah, um, by seasons versus months. So spring, summer, fall, winter. I was thinking like January, that'd be twelve pieces versus four pieces. Yeah, and if you want to hear it in a different way, then start thirty seconds in. It'll be in the fall. <laughs> spring what do you think of when you think of spring and like sounds images birds like right away and like instrumentally I think of, of like a flute which I brought my penny whistle just in case the Irish penny whistle just in case it needs to be in there totally but yeah like, that's what I hear what, what about you um I'm thinking of flowers blooming, which I would represent with some kind of like little like poppy sound, like mm. like something's kind of like popping to life. It's interesting because to me, it's flower sounds like a yeah like opening sound. Maybe a combination of that, or maybe that's the raindrops. Like raindrops mm. also depends where you are, but we should do maybe Pacific Northwest since we live here. And a lot of animals are having their their babies then with eggs are hatching <clears throat> there's always that music in a movie that's like the classic spring music it's like classical of like babies jumping through the field like lamb like Vivaldi or something yeah um, it's like this epic orchestra of like life's coming back what? okay so how do you feel in the spring Say, excited? Say like light. late April, May. It's kind of like a hopeful light feeling. You're like excited. Um, coming out of a cocoon, so it starts to make you look, I'm looking forward to. It, it feels energies lifting and I'm looking kind of forward. Um, Very feminine. I think of cherry blossoms. Like very pretty, pretty, like pastel colors in the flowers and stuff. So it's like colored clothing is kind of coming out again, um, which then feels happy. I also have feelings of like some negative feelings around the holidays of that time of year. They tend to be a lot of like family related Easter, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all these like. Mm. Things um, holidays I don't connect with very much. Mm -hmm. St. Patrick's Day is technically the spring. It's all these like, what the fuck are we celebrating right now? Versus <laughs> like <laughs> reason to drink beer. Yeah. Even Easter. Um, yeah, I'm just like I do not get the spring holidays. I'm not really in the mood for a holiday in springtime. I guess there's 420, which I really like as a holiday. It feels rebellious um, and more grounded in something that's like I actually really like. Marijuana, so I want to have a day to celebrate this. 421 Earth Day, right? I don't know. But that's a good one. Yeah. Look at these beautiful mountains. Yeah. Earth Day. Earth Day. <laughs> <Wonderful. laughs> I love mountains. Every day, Earth Day here. Um, yeah, definitely the flutes, violins. Um, 
it's like the be- and like just energetically, right? It's just like you're beginning to like go outward a little bit, and then summer's like the full blown like everything's outward, and then I feel like that's slowly like a drum just dancing. just slowly retracting in fall, but there's still you know there's still a lot going on and harvesting and all that, and, but then the winter is like total contraction. It's the it's the ebb and flow of the cycle. I'm hearing for summer, it feels like a dance kick drum, and I'm thinking of music festivals, mm. where you're just like, yeah, we're living life on the rhythm, it's exciting, oh my gosh, I'm meeting new people, it's, yay. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm what, like, now I'm questioning, like, God, it's 15 seconds long enough to, like, do that? Uh, well, if we repeat it each year, it'll probably... Yeah. It'll just be pretty fast, like... We could also extend it so it's 30 seconds or yeah. more. Yeah, I guess whenever we come up with the, the main thing, uh, we'll know. I'm thinking summer feels like a party. It feels really fun and easy. Yeah. A lot of movement. Like, people are always traveling and adventuring and playing. Yeah, the, the, the I think that, like, one of the things that's, like, cross-genre uh, two that can represent like that is like the kick drum just the you know yes. it's like because that's in like Americana and country music pop music and it's like you know everything's got the straightforward kick drum to it um, I'm hearing a chat like something very Bassy and droney for the winter time, mm. like from the cello, like the cello slowing it down, and yeah, and like pretty quiet, right? Like we could talk about what sounds, you know, we think of sort of feeling like winter, but cracking, crackling. Yeah, and I, and I think like you know, like when it snows, it's like I think of sparkles. So there's yeah, like, like little, little sparkles here and there. Fall has kind of a very, I'm thinking like Thanksgiving, there's kind of a Native American feeling of like rattles or maybe even again flutes, but deeper ones where it's like calling you back down into like soil. I think like a big wooden Native American flute along with the cello would be a really interesting sound for the fall. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, thinking of crunching leaves like walking on crunching leaves where there's like earth sounds actually from the earth um yeah it'd be cool to if it, if it could sound like a deer walking through the woods i have a really cool recording of the raven too that if we want to use it whoa yeah of one that you recorded yeah it was like right above me in the tree Cool. So that could be really cool for the fall too, because of the darkness. You know? Yeah, which animals like birds in the spring, raven in the fall, or winter for the raven, one of the two. I almost for winter feel more like a small bird, like a sparrow, or like a little red robin or something. That's just like the whole world's quiet, but I'm just like. <laughs> I just picture you coming out of the winter, ah! and then like into the spring. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I don't know. <laughs> it sounds funny to me in my mind. 
could, I'm underlining the animals we're talking about as kind of characters or energies or they could be in lyrics. Yeah. I mean, in, well, any, another way to consider it too is the Native American medicine wheel. Um, so, see what animals I can remember. Um, well, the south is the summer. It's the hot sun. Um, and the trickster, the coyote. Um, and, and the raven, I believe. The raven, the trickster, or the crow. Um, those are the two animals that I think of. I think the otter might be in there too. Um, but Playful. Yeah. yeah I, Let's put it in there because I like otters. And it's like water yeah. sports. I have a hard time remembering animals in the direct, all the directions though. Here, I can Google it. Native American animal wheel or something? Yeah, look up maybe Lakota medicine wheel. Why do you choose the Lakota? That's, well, just, I mean, otherwise you might get a smattering of different crossovers Mm. and stuff. Do you work a lot with that tribe? That's the one that, that's, well, then that Northern Plains Indians are the ones that I have been exposed to and taught by. Um, It doesn't matter. I just I know I've looked. Is this what you're looking for? I've looked and there's um some crossover where like the animals are in one place for one group and a different place for another one. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, so the, again, this doesn't, you know, this is just one interpretation or one thing, but this is what I've been exposed to more than any, um, the buffalo is the north, mm. and it's the cold, it's like the cold, white winter, the blowing wind, um, mm. it's the place of, it's also the place of action, so that's another way to view it, so the, the east is vision, Yeah, so you move around the medicine wheel in clockwise fashion. So, um, if you're, I was taught, you know, using the wheel in this way for, for creativity or, you know, making a decision of some sort or whatever. Um, you know, you vision the thing. You start in the east where the sun's rising, mm. right? And then, um, as you go, you have to. Um, south is like relating to the vision. So, um, it's kind of like, it's basically just like, okay, here's the vision. It's like getting in touch with it and see how it feels. Like, how does it actually feel? To, when you start acting on it or... or well, like, yeah, like imagining like, oh, if I, like, how does it feel to take that job? 
or whatever it is, you know, um, or how, you know, like, I think I want to, I think I maybe want to move here, like, visioning, like, there's the vision to move to this place, but it's like, mm. oh, okay, well, what, what would it feel like to live there, and, like, kind of relating to it in that way, mm. through the emotions and the mind, and then, and then you get to get clarity, that's the West, is clarity of, like, if, what, you know, if you, once you, if you've related to it, and it's like, no, then you don't move any further, but if you're, like, relating to it, and you're like, yeah, okay, that feels good, makes sense, whatever, you go to clarity, and then it's clarity of, like, how's it going to happen, right, you, um, and you kind of have to go through all that before you can then take action, mm. it's like, if you, if you have a vision, and clarity of how to make the vision happen, and then you take action, but you never related to the thing, you might just create some shit you didn't like, right, mm. That's cool. I'm making more tea. Uh, I'm good. I'm going to keep drinking coconut water. So. <clears throat> so applying that to our project right now, vision is us talking about the seasons. Well, the vision was like, oh, you could write a song that was like, the seasons were, every, you know, every 15 seconds, and then it was a year. That was kind of the vision. Like, I feel like right now we're kind of, we're relating to it, and like, we're sort of doing two things at once. We're like getting clarity, but in the process relating to it. But if somewhere along this we're just like, eh, I just, this isn't working, it doesn't feel right, we're not going to take action on it. Um, and and likewise, we wouldn't want to take action without having any clarity about what we were doing. Or it would probably like take a long time, be a mess, whatever. Um. <coughs> the bear is the west, and the eagle is the east. <coughs> Yeah, and the rising, the rising sun, so that's also like another energetic. Yeah. Summer is a bear? Summer is the self, it's the coyote. Trickster. Fall? West. Clarity. The bear, grizzly bear, I think. And then the winter was the buffalo? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I've also thought of, like, the snowy owl, or, like... Mm. Owl sound, that's totally I mean, cool. something that really, uh, something that represents the... That... Like the polar bear. I feel like that's gotta be... Definitely a winter animal. <laughs> <laughs> the polar bears are summer, summer representative. <laughs> I know it doesn't make sense, but some things in this those, universe are mysterious. Well, um, I'm wondering about, like, how you envision this song being, like, do you envision, this, like, the backbone, a backbone of the same tempo? Yeah, versus, like, every 15 seconds is totally different? Or? Yeah. Um, so... What's, I guess I'm wondering if you, have, if you have a vision for the backbone of the thing, both with rhythm or just like Let any me, instrument of instruments that are continuous through the whole thing. Yeah. 
I can also, I think now's a good time to explain how I've been doing a song in a day to like make that progress happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and although each day kind of has its own approach, generally I've been finding that it works really well to like have an idea and just go with it. Mm-hmm. And this is like the shedding of perfectionism where you're just like, cool, yep. making a song about the seasons. Okay. Yep. Um, and then we'd have like, okay, we're going to try 15 seconds, but if that doesn't work, we'll just extend it to like whatever. And then it's very much like a good enough. And in the beginning there's blocks. Like we can make a decision, like let's outline which instruments we're going to try and then we'll just take them to the computer and right away like listen to them. So there's not a lot of time to be like, I wonder if that'll work. Um, and um, and we can bring in, the final song will be on Ableton with all the different tracks. And I'm, I'm visioning that today we'll get to a place where we can hear it and we're like, yeah, that's the song. But then I'll probably like, either later tonight or another day go in and like clean it and everything so there's no pressure to like have it so perfect it's just we have to have the structure and pieces are you um, gonna mix it are we gonna mix it to today or are you gonna I mix? usually kind of mix as I'm producing yeah. to save time but um yeah like by the time the stuff we'll do together like we'll hear the song it's not just gonna be like well there's a guitar and we'll hopefully make sense yeah. um so feel like if this feels good to you we can keep talking um map it out a little bit on the ipad and then just plug in the computer and like have it right there ready to start adding in sounds yeah. and um i found it very powerful to keep the project under control by doing it in chunks so on the days when i've had it's kind of a more feminine energy it it feels like it drags on all day and is messy. Like, I'm just going to record guitar until I get the right take. It fucks you over. Mm-hmm. If you have, like, months to work on a song, that's fine. But I'm finding they all do chunks. Like, okay, we're going to just do the verse, and we're going to nail the verse, and I'm just going to play this one little bit over and over and over and record that. Good. Now we're doing the chorus. Yeah. And not try and do the whole thing in one go. Well, and that works well for this, because we can do a chunk of... can a potentially second. break the chunks up into the season. Totally. Um, and, and you know, you tell me if you jive with this. I'm sort of getting the feeling that um, a good early starting point could be to like, what's the basic like rhythm of each season? Mm. Um, oh yeah, you know, I was thinking about what we were saying about God and God being a creator and thinking He created something so great that it's just going to go on replay. So maybe being aware of the different layers of repetition. Like, each season maybe doesn't have to have a different rhythm. Maybe the rhythm is, like, day and night. It's kind of like, I was just thinking of a BPM, where you're just like, sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset, sunrise, sunset. Yeah, well, there could be one sound, one sound for sunrise, and the other sound could be sunset. So it could be, like, so it could be like a different fruit, like a... Totally. <laughs> <laughs> And that would go the whole time. That could be the backbone, right? Totally. And then, like, we could just layer layer rhythm and sound to build up spring and summer and then take away 
take so away layers of rhythm, take less. away layers of the rhythm as we get to the winter time, and then winter time would just be like maybe that just that backbone and a little quieter or something like. Mm-hmm. 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 It's so funny. Oh, the days are shorter too. It could like um, the metronome could stay the same, but maybe you hear it more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh, that's a trip. That would be really crazy. We could, I mean, you know, it would be, need to be, like, mathematical to sort of make it work with the rhythm, but it wouldn't be that hard to, like, make summer um, have the sound that represents the sun, have that be three quarters of the, uh, it's a four, four, you know, have that be three quarters of the bar, if that makes sense, like, instead of being evenly split. Because it's taking up more time. And then in winter, it's the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> and, well, and so that's, that's interesting with those sounds because I, I had this idea, and this actually came to me in the middle of the night, like a couple of months ago. I woke up, and I heard this. I heard this. And I, it came after, like, learn, um, doing some more learning about mixing and, like, understanding, like... Um, how to use all the planes of up and down and left and right and deep and like far away and close, you know, when you're mixing. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, one, of the th- one of the things is that a frequency, when it's high, actually in the stereo field, sounds like it's up high. And yeah, bass sounds low, right? So, with, so uh, I don't know. I had this like really interesting thing come to me in the middle of the night where as like an intro for a song it was like um having a sound that went through that basically shot through all the different levels of the stereo field so it would be like and then you'd like use reverb to make it go away and then like take the reverb away and make it come back so you'd be like you're so, traveling all over the place yeah it just is like a, a a thing for an intro but talking about the sounds being of the sun and the moon being like it would be really interesting to with the mixing to play around with the location uh, yeah the location of it or like on the left side maybe one's just maybe it just goes back and forth left and right or something but I don't know that's, uh, mm. maybe that's too much that's what it means to that is totally of. that's cool it sounds like a you can do it faster the better you are at engineering yeah yeah which I'm kind of like oh I think I can fuck around but I can't promise that I can deliver that I was going to try to do that just as, like, because it would be really cool to be standing, like, right in the stereo field and have it yeah. do every touch, every corner, but um, also just as a practice of, like, you know, production to be able to do it. Mm. 